Today on Ascend, the Great Books podcast, we will discuss who we are and why did we start this podcast. We will also discuss the great books. What are they and why should we read them? We'll talk a little bit about our own Sunday Great Books small group and how that led to the starting of this podcast. And we'll talk about the goals for the next year, our year of Homer, and how we're going to help you understand the great books more and more. So join us for Ascend, the Great Books podcast. Welcome to Ascend of the Great Books Podcast. Regardless of why you're here, whether you're a podcast fiend and stumbled across us, whether you are a college student trying to make their way through one of their Great Books courses and looking for some study guides, whether you're a father trying to pass on wisdom to your children, maybe you're even taking your just like starting to take your intellectual life seriously. Regardless of why you're here, we have we are happy that you are. This is the first episode of Ascend the Great Books Podcast. I'm Adam Minahan, here with Deacon Garlic. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? Doing awesome. Doing awesome. All right. So who are we? What are we doing? So Deacon Harrison Garlic. So I serve as the Chancellor and Legal Counsel for the Roman Catholic Diocese of Tulsa. Is that what your bullet point number one says? Or? Yeah, I had to write out my own biography so I don't forget. Okay. So serving here in the Diocese of Tulsa, that's the eastern half of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And so also a father, husband, right? I've got four little ones running around in rural Oklahoma on five beautiful acres. So we're living the rural life and enjoying it very much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I teach the great books and I really like the great books. I teach the great books currently in our diaconate formation program. So we're very blessed in our diocese to not only form our men in kind of a systematic theological way, but also to have a great book sequence. So I'm actually currently reading the Iliad with them as well. Nice. Which is probably an easy way of, of doing this podcast, knowing that you're having to read the Iliad for them as well. Yeah, it's beautiful just to be able to touch base, I think, with different groups as we kind of move through the text. Sure, sure. So uh, I'm Adam Minahan. I am a lover of Haley Minahan, my wife, <laughs> and we have five children, uh, Luke, Jude, Anna, Leo, and John, four boys, one girl, girls right in the middle, poor girl. She will, n- she may not get a date. We may put her in the convent as soon as she is of age. We will see. Uh, I am a, also, I enjoy a nice scotch, a, a good smoke. I, I enjoy hunting. I enjoy the outdoors. Uh, and I definitely enjoy a good book. So those are, the, those are some of the things about me. That's very good. Yeah. also enjoy hunting. Also cigars, scotch, not a lot. Oh, so you're going to just against. copy me? I am. I'm going to copy you. That was good. <laughs> that was a better introduction. So <clears throat> I'll just steal it from you. So anyway, let's talk about why did we start the podcast? Why do we want to do this? So first, like, what is a great book? So let's work on our grammar. We're using all these definitions, these terms, right? We move from grammar to logic to rhetoric. Let's define our terms. So the great books, what are they? So just like in a very simple way, because as the podcast develops, like we'll have some in-depth, you know, analysis of what the great books are, where they come from, et cetera. But I'm thinking about when people talk about the great books, they're typically talking about these great texts in the Western canon and Western civilization that have impacted our culture. Right, so they have come about and they've made a great impact. So usually, when you start reading great books, uh, you start with Homer, right? You start with the Greeks. So we're going to look at like the Greek tradition, because obviously, if you look at like Western civilization, you have the Greek tradition, and then you also say another thread would be the Hebrew tradition, so like the Old Testament, and those two come together uh, prior to the coming of Jesus Christ, and that Greek reason and Hebrew faith come together and kind of cultivate the world uh, under Roman order for the coming of Jesus Christ, right? For the incarnation. And this gives birth to a very distinct culture in the West. So we're going to read Homer, 
we're going to read some of the Greek plays. If you talk about great books, you're also looking at the Aeneid by Virgil, right? Like a Roman text. Mm-hmm. You also, I don't think you should count out the Bible, right? You can look at, read Genesis, right? I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Bible. I knew that's, you wanted to count it out, so that's why yeah, I was just mentioning that. I look like a guy who wants to count yes. that out. Working for the diocese, you're like, Bible, not so much. Right. But a lot of times you can look at the, the Bible as a great book and, and read it alongside these texts, right? Mm-hmm. How do these things actually develop? And then, you know, you move just through history. You're going to look at early church fathers. You're going to look at St. Augustine. You're going to look at uh, St. Boethius as well. You can look at Beowulf, right? Um, you get St. Thomas Aquinas. You get Dante in the Divine Comedy. And then you kind of shift in. That might be what we might call the ancients. Sometimes when we talk to, about the ancients, uh, we're talking about both like what you think are the ancients, like the Greeks and Romans, but also the medievals, because they tend to build upon one another. They're kind of pulling from the same mindset, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then you shift over to the moderns. So we can kind of look at Ugh. the great books as the dialogue. <laughs> That's a good sound effect. Uh, the dialogue is the ancients and moderns. So you kind of get into like your Machiavelli, uh, your Hobbes, your Locke, your Rousseau, your Kant, all these major players that have written these texts that have impacted where we are. So we talk about the great books. That's what we're talking about is, you know, these major texts from different authors, you know, some we agree with, some we disagree with, but these are quote unquote, the great books. And one thing to think about too, is they're actually in conversation with one another. So when the Greeks are writing their plays, they're pulling from and interacting with Homer. When Plato is writing, say, his Republic, he's also interacting with Homer. Um, you know, St. Augustine's interacting with Plato. Aquinas is interacting with basically everybody, everybody right? Yeah. He's, this is why you can write a summa, right? right? You can write the summary. And so he has this beautiful kind of zenith of thought up to that time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'd argue that then the poetic side of that is the divine comedy, which is pulling from your Greek and Roman mythology. It's pulling from your philosophers, your theology, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. And so even in the modern period, you get a lot of dialogue and a lot of impact between thinkers like Hobbes and Locke, right? Or even like Rousseau's reacting to what they did and Kant's reacting to what they all did. So one way to look about reading the great books is that we're entering into what is sometimes called a great conversation. These, these are the smartest men and women in history, mm-hmm. and we're entering into this conversation to kind of join them, and we're going to r- work through them in like chronological order. And me personally, you know, my exposure to this... Hold on, I want to I want to interrupt just real quick, because I okay. think that last point was very important, because at the very beginning here, you said, we're going to start reading the great books, so obviously we start with Homer. Well, there's some people... Like, like me, if you had asked me this three years ago, I wouldn't have known why we start with Homer. Right. So maybe you can tell them, like, here's why we're starting with Homer, like, briefly. Like, Yes, yeah, so I mean, kind of as I mentioned, Homer, in a lot of ways, you can look at is like the genesis of the Greeks, right? So if you're going to start understanding Hebrew culture, like, I want to understand the Bible, I want to understand where Jesus Christ comes from. Well, you're gonna, you need to start with Genesis. Well, if you're going to understand the Greeks, like, you're saying, well, I, I kind of want to know where Aristotle comes from, or Plato, or Socrates. Well, if you really want to know the context... You need to start with Homer, right? Because before Homer, we don't have a whole lot. And so, but then Homer, we have, you know, the Iliad, the Odyssey, these major epics, right, in poem good, form. Good, good, good. So I, I think that's where we, clarify. we start, yeah. right? Good, good, good. So your exposure to the great books was what? My exposure was um, actually in the midst of my conversion to Catholicism. I went down to Ave Maria University, which is down in Naples, and I was very blessed that they had a master's program that had your typical systematic theology master's program, right? But then tacked onto it was a great books seminar amongst the masters and the PhD students. And so I I had no exposure really to the great books at all. Um, I was still Protestant going to that school. I knew I wanted to enter into RCIA and become Catholic. And so in my systematic classes, we're reading, you know, mainly the the main text is the Summa, St. Thomas Aquinas' Summa. Uh, which is a, a complete blessing. It was a wonderful thing to you know dive into yeah, at that time. Right, awesome. Brought a lot of order, a lot of clarity to my thinking. 
But then we're reading through the seminar through like Plato's Republic. And so for me, the exposure to the great books and seeing this wisdom and being able to pull not only from, say, the Christian tradition and the biblical tradition, but also say, hey, well, what's the truth amongst these pagans? And even maybe even push it further and like, well, how did providence use these pagans to prepare for the coming of Jesus Christ? What do we see here mm-hmm. that's true? They're observing nature, right? Nature comes from God. They have truth that they can observe. And sometimes it's shocking how much they can observe, almost scandalous to us and how I yeah. live my life and sometimes how moral some of these pagans are, right? So for me, that was my exposure, and I just fell in love with it because I thought it provided me a very holistic way to approach truth, mm. right? That I'm not just pulling from certain sources, but I understand like that there's actually a great uh, benefit in sitting down and reading Plato or Beowulf or Dante, or even dialoguing with those that I might not agree with. Like there's a benefit of sitting down and reading like John Locke, right? And that we need to be involved in this great conversation, uh, really to understand the culture and how we live today. Yeah. So for, for, for me, I don't think I ever, like at the beginning, didn't understand what the great books were. Uh, once I became a dad, I wanted to really start taking my intellect, intellectual life a little bit more seriously because I wanted to be able to pass on things to my parents, to my parents, to my could children, be, could be your parents, to my parents as well, right. maybe. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, okay, I'm going to start reading some things. And so like, I was, I looked up to certain people and I, was, I, I would see like, well, what are they reading? Cause they're smarter than I am. I want to read what they're reading. And so of course they were reading Aristotle or Plato or, mm-hmm. you know, Homer, you know, uh, Dante, you know, all these things. And then you, you, uh, I think I posted something on Instagram or Twitter or something like that, like a, a stack of my Joseph Pieper books, you know, uh, because I'm a big Joseph Pieper fan and saying like, I've got through some of these books and you said, I think you reached out to me and you said, Hey, it was around Lent or so. You, do you want to read Dante's Inferno with us during Lent? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. Never been exposed to Dante at all. And so we started reading Dante's Inferno during Lent. And I thought, when I, my first exposure, I thought, like, you are giving him way too much credit. Like, you're giving, like, you're, I'm, you're giving him too much, you're, uh, too much here. But I just didn't understand, like, who he was referencing throughout, this, throughout the Inferno. I was like, I don't know who this person is. It's so like kind of like what you said at the beginning is like, well, where do you start if you're reading the great books? Well, it's like, okay, if I'm reading Dante and he's re- referring referring to, uh, you know, um, I mean, Greek uh, mythology, yeah, Roman Greek, mythology, yeah, Plato, Aristotle. That's, that's what I was trying to think. Uh, mythology, you know, and it's like, oh, I don't even know where that is. Where, who, who's mentioned that? And then it's like, oh, well, who mentioned that? And then you end up going all the way back to Homer. And so anyway, so then I realized... Uh, you know, be, becoming uh, more and more fr- of your friend and, and some of the, our Sunday Great Books friends, like the importance of like starting from the beginning, you know, and reading because they all are in conversation with one another. You know, Homer, you know, uh, Aristotle is talking with Plato and Plato is talking with Socrates. Socrates is, is referencing Homer, you know, all the, all these uh, great conversations and you got to start from the beginning. So um, this is all new to me as we start this. Like, you know, I've never read any of these, like hardly any of these books before. Uh, definitely not Homer. You know, we're going to be reading Homer throughout this whole year. Um, so it's going to be a joy. I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, we're going to take meticulous notes throughout the book so that way I can reread it again, uh, especially when my, my, ch- my kids are starting to get old enough to be able to read it. Correct. I think, and I think that's something that we need to focus on is like who's our target audience, right? Or who are you welcoming to this? So a lot of the episodes are you and I in dialogue. You're a first time reader of Homer. I've worked through this a couple times, but we still approach the text insofar as like Homer's the actual teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I would not see myself as the teacher, right? You could see me as maybe like a tutor or more just like an advanced student, but Homer still holds the reins of like being the teacher. And so I think that we need to understand that 
when we kind of, you know, who's the target audience for Ascend? Who are we inviting here to the table to read with us? It's really everybody. Mm -hmm. And really, I think who both of us uh, have on our heart is those who have never read this before, right? Because mm -hmm. it's really hard to break into this. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's a good segue just insofar as like, we did the Dante group, right? And that was amazing. It was a group of us. We read through it. I think we had a wonderful time. Yeah. And a lot of people, the thing about the great books is they speak for themselves. That's mm -hmm. why they're great. Mm -hmm. So you read them and you don't have to tell people like, oh, this is great. This look at that. Like the more you get into Dante, you're more like, oh, this guy really is just a master intellect. No, it's, it's incredibly right? intoxicating. Yeah. Right. You start like, I don't have enough time to read all this. Like I want to read <laughs> all of it, you know? Yeah. You just, you start pulling back these layers. And the thing is though, is that particularly for the ancients and the medievals, um, that reading is not divorced from then your own formation as a human, right? So as you're reading Dante, it's not just like entertainment, but also like this actually helps me to be a better human. So there's a story here about human excellence and what that actually means. And so we had, I remember after we did the Dante group, uh, a lot of those guys were reaching out to me saying, hey, could we read something else? Could we do this? Could we do that? And the I was guilty. Yeah, you were part of that. And, you know, I really had it on my heart Maybe like, yeah, I would like to do this. But also, you know, we get kind of reading Dante for Lent was thematic. But if we really want to start with the great books, we need to start at the beginning. We need to start at the beginning of the conversation. And so this really was, you know, the impetus or what precipitated us starting what I called Sunday Great Books. This is a group of men that I invited to my home. We've been meeting for a while now. And we meet together in like the first 30 minutes. They're just, we're just chit-chatting, catching up on life. You know, how's the wife? How's the kids? Etc. Like these are a bunch of men that want to come together. Did you get anything during hunting season? Right. Like, you know, I think last time I, you know, brought in like a buck head from that was like frozen out in my yard still and be like, hey, look at this uh, mule deer I got. Right. Yeah. So there's a bunch of men that, that want to live life together. And I think we have a good mix of men. Like some have, some are very familiar with the texts mm -hmm. and then half are like, we've never read these before. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to open up my home and have these good conversations. And then we spend three hours of sitting around a table, you know, having charcuterie boards, drinking scotch, doing what we need to do. Cigars come afterwards. But for three hours, we're engaged. Mm -hmm. And we're slowly working through these texts and allowing Homer, because we're reading the Iliad, right? Allowing Homer to be that teacher. And I think then, you know, somewhere in there, you and I really started talking about, could we take this to a larger audience? And what really weighed heavily on my heart was, is that I started posting a lot of these things on Twitter, X, whatever I'm supposed to call it. And a lot of guys would be responding to, do you know where I could, how I could start this in my area? Or how could I start a small group, you know, where I am? And I realized that it's really hard if no one in the group has familiarity with the text, mm -hmm. right? You can take a lot of people who haven't read it yet, but if no one has read it, how do we get this started? And I think for me, this was really kind of the, the impetus or my heart in wanting to start Ascend was, can we offer men and women something to say, hey why don't you read the book with us? Like, we're not going to, mm -hmm. we're not going to speed through it. We're going to go slow. I think for year of Homer, we're reading one book a week. So mm -hmm. six months on the Iliad, six months on the Odyssey. This is a slow read, mm -hmm. right? We're not going to rush through this, but right. like weekly, we, you can read it with us. We're going to have dialogues. Every episode will actually summarize the narrative. Like what actually happened in book one? Just like, let's just make sure we got the literal down. Like yeah. what's just a what's, story? What's, what's the takeaway here? Like, yeah, like what's a literal what, takeaway? Yeah, what actually just happened, right? Because right. sometimes that's not easy to find, you know, and life gets busy. And so maybe we can help you through that. And so a lot of what was on my heart is, can we help all these other people who want to have this kind of fraternity mm -hmm. that want to have a dialogue on the great books but necessarily might not have the fraternity around them in a small group to start, or they want to start one, 
but they need like some expertise or just just a little bit more mature guidance to lead them through it. Yeah, I because what would have happened with me if you if we didn't start this and you wouldn't have been uh, open kind enough to open up your house and and continue the, this great books. You would have we would have done Dante, and then I would have gone on and I would have tried to like bring a couple of people in to read to read a text together, and I had never read it before. And as soon as that would have happened, I would have, my confidence would have been lacking because I realized really quickly, I don't know what I'm talking about, right? I don't, I'm not right. sure exactly. I'm just trying to grasp the literal, much less, you know, the, all the, the, the three other levels of, of, of being able to decipher a text. Uh, and I would have lost confidence and probably would have given up. And so like, mm-hmm. that's the guy that uh, I have on my heart when we're talking about the podcast, uh, Ascend the Great Books podcast, because uh, this is going to be a, a tool in which you can utilize uh, from the guide that we've created. When I say we, I mean me completely. Uh, actually, Deacon Garlic uh, makes this guide. You can go to thegreatbookspodcast.com and make sure you can pick up the Iliad uh, guide that we do every week. Um, and that way, it really gives you a starting point, a launching point to have these great conversations with other men and women. So. Yeah, the I mean, how many men? I mean, that's a good point. How many men in our group told me that they had tried to read the Iliad before, mm-hmm. right? And they and usually most of them say, "I just found it really boring." But the problem was, is I that, didn't make it past book two. I had tried it. Well, I but, did not make pa- <laughs> past book two. Book two does have like a back half that has like all the charm of like a biblical genealogy, right? Yeah. It's a little rough, but. I think the point is like there is something in iron sharpening iron. There's something about the fraternity of coming together and read things together because then everyone sees something a little different. I don't mean that like in a relativistic sense, but just you have more eyes on the text mm-hmm. to help kind of pull out and draw out those truths. You know, I think that, you know, one of the things too that I think is really important to note on the great books and like, why is this even important for my life? Like, why should I even do this? Right. Is that everyone's a disciple of someone. And that's something we really need to understand. You mm-hmm. are a disciple of someone. Like, you're not terribly unique. Like, you're a disciple of someone. Mm-hmm. And so, but you might not have even read that person. Right. So a lot of people are disciples of Nietzsche. A lot of people are disciples of John Locke or Rousseau. They've never even read those people. They might not even heard those names before. But you need to realize that, like, your intellect has been conditioned. Like, your imagination has been formed according to certain philosophies because we're downstream from all of these people. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times when I tell people, like, hey, why should, you know, why should you read the great books? Or, like, you know, I'm trying to answer that question. A lot of it is, like, you need to recover your own intellect. Like, right. you actually need to understand where these ideas came from because a lot of times when you're like, oh, I do think like this person, and then you see their thought kind of laid out on paper, you're like, this is terrible. I don't want to do this, right? right? Or it's like, no, actually, I'm really attracted to this, right? I see a truth here, but I've never been able to think about it that deeply. Mm-hmm. And so th- this is why we kind of refer to these authors as the teachers, right? They're here to teach you and kind of invite you into this creator conversation. So what's the bird's eye view, the high level view of what, what, what to expect, at least for this first year? You kind of alluded to it, but let, let's give like, here's what you should expect at least for year one of Ascend. Yeah, so we're, we're diving into the year of Homer. So we're going to explore Homer. He impacts many, many of the um, authors who come after him. Like it'd be hard to really exaggerate his impact, right? I think it's also like if you're coming from like a, a Christian tradition, you're like, why do I need to read the Greeks or et cetera? Like Homer does have a huge impact on the culture that then kind of bleeds into that Hebrew culture that Christ ends up coming into, right? I mean, it's a Hellenized Hebrew culture that Christ comes into. The New Testament's written in Greek. They're reading a Greek uh, Old Testament. Like you can't really separate these things. And so, and also just on that note, reading Homer helps you also be a better reader of scripture, right? It helps you to be more attentive to these small details. So we're going to have a year of Homer. We're going to cover one book a week. I think it's a pretty easy 
reading path. If you've never read Homer before, Homer's, the books are not, we talk about books, it's chapters, right? right. Inside yeah, the Iliad, yeah. that's a yes. good thing not to equivocate on. Um, it, they're not the same. They're not uniform. So mine, some might be 500 lines of poetry. Some might be a thousand lines of poetry, but one book a week, I think, I think is easy, right? Mm -hmm. It's a good read. You can read that. You can read it again. You can read it slowly, intentively. You're if not rushed. I can do it. Anybody can do it. I agree. Yeah. Right. So we're going to go through this and then we're going to release, you know, the podcast, every podcast is going to have a summary of the text. Mm -hmm. So we'll help you understand like, wait, did I catch the, the literal narrative? Am I understanding the characters right? I don't even know how to pronounce half these people, but right. also God bless you. We're both from Oklahoma. So some of our Ooh. pronunciations is going to be fun, but come on y'all. Yeah, you'll be good. So, and then, uh, you know, we're going to have a dialogue. Uh, a lot of the Iliad, like we just planned, it's it's going to be um, you and me sitting here dialoguing over this. We're going to move then into me the just pelting you with questions like, "What does this mean? I don't understand this." <laughs> right. And two, as as you mentioned, <laughs> we do have a guide. We have a guide that we've written to the Iliad. Uh, it's over a hundred questions, and it's Q and A because I find that to be the most natural way that we learn. So it's not like another book you have to read, but you can incorporate that. And I think in a lot of creative ways, you can just listen to the podcast. That's great. You can go to our website and look at the guide that we have. Mm -hmm. um, the guide's also going to be incorporated into our show notes for each week, which I think is important. But also, like, if you are like, no, I, I'd actually like to invite two or three people to join me in reading Homer, this year of Homer, then not only can the podcast help you to put context on that, but also you can just have the guide. Because right. the guide, you could, it's question and answer, so you could ask your group, hey, like, what do, what do we think Achilles means by this? Or why does it say he's raging at Agamemnon? And right. you guys could talk about it, and then you could read the answer, right? And you could say, hey, we agree, we disagree, or like, we think this aspect, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different ways, I think, that we've offered that people can dig into the text and also dig into it in that small group, in that fraternity, if that's the way that they want to go. And so then the back six months of Year of Homer, we'll be reading the Odyssey, which is a very different text. Um, we'll also shift into uh, having a lot of guests, I think, on the podcast to actually help us kind of do this. So we'll be inviting some university professors, uh, some of our friends from Sunday Great Books mm -hmm. uh, will join us along the way and help us dialogue. And also then just some of our friends from X or Twitter. I can't just say X. It just sounds like too, weird. It, it, does sound, weird. It, does, it sounds ambiguous too. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to have, I think, a uh, fraternity even on the podcast of coming together to discuss these things. But there's a lot of different ways we can help you in your own journey throughout Homer and also uh, in reading the great books like in a small group. Yeah, so we're starting January, the first week of January. That's when we go through um, book one. So be sure to check out uh, thegreatbookspodcast.com, our website, to make sure you can you can catch up with the, the notes. Make sure you catch all of our episodes. Make sure you subscribe. We also have a YouTube channel so you actually look at your beautiful face as you talk um, about the Iliad and the Odyssey. By who is it again? Homer. 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 That's Homer. right. Is the H silent? No. Okay, it's it not Homer. Not. It's we're, one thing we should say is we're going to bring to you also the best questions that we receive in Sunday Great Books. <laughs> so in our little Sunday Great Books, sometimes we get some really good questions. What Adam is mimicking right now is a guy who halfway through the group forgot who the author was and had to look at the front cover of the book. So we'll bring to you the best insights. That's actually why right. we started the whole podcast is to steal their thoughts <laughs> and uh, bring them to you. So yeah, it's going to be good. I'm really excited. I think this is going to be an incredibly beautiful journey, and I, I think it's one that not only do, like, um, not only is our intellectual life going to grow, yeah, but I think actually when you read these ancients, you read Homer, we're going to see a lot of these actually just commenting on the human condition and human excellence, mm -hmm. and that's a mirror. We're going to look back at ourselves and say, okay, well then, how do I grow as a human? And I think that's a really interactive and dynamic way to read the great books, is they should challenge us then mm. uh, to grow like in our own virtue. Amen. So we'll see you guys next week. See you. Thank you.